Happy Black History Month, angels. So, um, it's uh, what's what's today? The second day of Black History Month, and um, and it is really killing America. It is killing the Zionist. It is killing the racist to celebrate the blacks. It kills them so much that they would rather throw up the palest of the blacks because they can't bear the black. And let me tell you something that I've learned. It is not because there's anything wrong with the black. You have to understand that it's because everything is right with it. You know, um, mental illness is real and it comes in various forms. People who are, you know, hateful to others, who don't like their color, oh, if I could just hide, like I used to have a friend that used to say she wanted to hide, like she used to sit at football games all covered up because she didn't want to look like a roach, she would say. And and her mother was brown skin and her father was very light skin. And it was really sad. I've often, I'm the brown one in my family. Um, you know, I have a cousin. She's brown, but she's a little paler than me. And her mom is light skin. One of her sisters has green eyes. Her other sister is pale. But she's beautiful, and she felt beautiful, and I felt beautiful. And you know, I had a scar and all kinds of stuff going on with me. And yet, still, I still feel beautiful. You know. And so, um, it's really just about what your parents do. And and you got to be really strong with it. You got to give them examples of their beauty. Because if you have kids that are like hating the way they look and and you're like, oh no, what do you mean? You're beautiful. And they just don't feel beautiful. And so they want to believe you, right? So you have to give them examples. You have to surround them with other people who say the same things. Like I remember when my daughter was a baby and she was a toddler and she you know, would take a shower, and I would get her all pretty, and the last thing we would do is her hair, because we had to get her, that was before I started learning that we could just put something over her head and slide a dress over, slide her shirt over, but nonetheless, um, one of the most important things was just, like, doing her hair, and we created such self-love in her that when I finished her hair this one particular, I mean, her outfit one particular time after getting out of the shower. Her hair was all bushy and, you know, shrunken because the curls were shrunk. And it was kind of like, you know, looking a little naughty. And, you know, it was just super funny. But um, she felt so beautiful because of the words we told her, how beautiful she was. She, you know, was like, I want to wear my hair like that. And and her wanting to wear her hair like that was just so cool to me. But, <laughs> no, boo-boo, we have to tighten it up, you know? So, so we didn't do that. <laughs> you know, we didn't let her wear her hair like that. But it wasn't because, you know, I don't love my culture and all, blah, blah, blah. She, she, I wanted her to be able to know that you can wear your hair natural, but it doesn't have to be sticking up all over your head as a little girl. As you get older and you want your hair sticking up all over your head, if that's what you choose, as long as it's clean, 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 doesn't matter, right? You can do what you choose because it's yours. So, you know, she really learned to just love herself. And I would tell my son and my husband and tell her how beautiful she was. Like, oh.
my husband called in the middle of my podcast because he would be the one, Mr. Rory, who's been interacting with the demons lately and open up all kind of crazy doors and he won't see it because, you know, he loves them. So maybe he'll be blessed, but he's used to curse me through interacting with wickedness. So whatever. Anyway, back to the shine. So as I was trying to say, that we taught my daughter to just love herself and the people who mattered to her the most (laughs) the people who mattered to her the most were the people I used to remind her or just to inform her of how beautiful she looked all the time and that's an example of how it what much it means like how much your words mean so if you have a child that hates their color, you know, hates black people, blah, 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 when in fact, those are their people, you know, we have to make sure we, you know, understand what we're doing to them. You're listening to Life. So my wonderful husband, unfortunately, he doesn't mean it. He's being used as a tool to keep knocking me off, but it's okay. He's trying to help me with something, so I'd rather him be trying to help me with something than just a devil, right? He's a good man. So anyway, um, I wanted to talk about the fact that, like, the things that it's Black History Month, and we have a lot of people who really just feel jealous because they want to put us in a box of ghetto and all these terrible things about us, but... In fact, we are amazing people, and that's why Black History Month is important, because it allows us to remind people and inform people who just don't know who the fuck we are, how amazing we are as a people. And all the things that they appreciate and experience, we fucking gave them, okay? So that's why Black History is important. But I want to really expound on some things that I hope that people really pay attention to. So, you know, we know that Gandhi was racist. So we know that there's a chance that people who are from that country are racist. And, and, and unfortunately, people really just don't realize what they do in, in, in their passive racism. And so I feel like it's important to kind of put some light on things. Okay? And so in doing that, one of the key things that we really need to pay attention to is how we just naturally think it's okay to treat our black friends differently or how it's okay to, you know, like at my job. We have walkie-talkies and these devices that are called scanners, you know, warriors that we also need. And in needing them, everybody needs them because nothing fucking works in our entire store. And so these people have the nerve to move into my space and take my things that I need out of my office. So when I get back to work, I don't have it. They have it. And they don't even have the audacity to put it back. So now I have to be the black bitch who has to be like, hey, guys, listen, do me a favor. Do I have to get mean in telling you not to take my things out of my office and not replace it so when I return, I don't have it? Do I have to get mean? So then I'll be the mean black bitch, right? So, um, the same with, you know, my boss, he's Hispanic, he's hiring, re bringing in only his friends 
from, you know, that he worked with now that he's in a new place, and they're all Hispanic. And so that's not, like, I don't have a challenge with that. That's what he want to do. But here's the thing. He feels that he's not racist. He feels that he's not supremacist. But let me give you an example of what supremacy looks like. And he's a fun enough, cool enough guy. I like him. But a lot of Hispanic people are freaking racist, and they can't help it because that's who they are internally from just the way the Moors took down Spain and had to go and pull them out the caves and make them wash their asses and shit. So now we got a lot of people mad at the Moors who happen to be Africans. So with that said, um, he has a salon manager who is kicking ass, kicking ass. But because I'm a black one and he doesn't want to accept it, but that's what it is. Because if I was Hispanic, he'd be loving life. And maybe if it wasn't, you know, the fact that the racists dislike me, he'd be loving life because, you know, he wants to maintain his job. But let me tell you something to people who think that they want to go with the flow of racism and ignorance because they, they think that that's going to get them further or keep them in their position. It's not. It's going to show that you're a person that can be manipulated out of fear. So instead of standing up, you sit down because of fear. And you're going to still get removed because that's just how it goes when you think you're funny. Like, it's sad, right? So one of the key things that I want to say is racism doesn't always look aggressive and angry. and It's very slight sometimes. And sometimes it is just so gross that people go, oh, but I'm not racist, but you're doing racist things, example, with my job. Me being in a position to be number one at for this amount of time or this many times is really cool and prestigious. But because I'm black and there's a racist situation going on in the district with leadership who had to merge with us, you know, they like taking care of their white people. And it's just fucking with her to have to do anything good for me, this lady. And it's weird. And one of the funny things that one of the first things she started talking to me about when she came to talk to me at the store was, how do I feel about the Black Lives Matter movement? I'm like, well, you know, I don't really give it a lot of thought. You know, I think it's a concept, you know, Black Lives should matter. But, you know, I don't really follow it or get into it, and I'm not really chasing it. But, you know, I understand it needs to be done because... There's a lot going on, acting like black lives don't matter. So here we are in Black History Month. And John Leguizamo is, uh, um, he's like a Hispanic with some Afroness in him of some sort. But anyway, he, on like, it seemed like the first day of African Black History Month, instead of sending some love to the Afro-Latinos, you know, he posts about, the Latin culture is one of the best cultures, this culture, colorful culture, blah, blah, blah. No, black is. Let me tell you why. Because black people come in Asian. We come in so many different colors and shades and, and cultures. that, And we're still black. It makes us amazing. So, you know, little shit, man. And I'm looking, listen, I'm trying to boycott anything that's not for us. If you're not for us, then I'm not for you. Period. And one of the other things that's happening is some of these um, other people are also um, 
in the horsing industry example. It's a very racist freaking industry. The English horsing industry. And just going to try to ride some horses, period. People, you know, are very funny and selfish about it, right? But when they recently saw how much money this black people are bringing to the horsing culture, you understand? Now suddenly everybody wants the black people at their ranch for the money. Oh, we're doing this. You know, marketing to the black people. And it's like hilarious. It's hilarious. And the biggest thing to me is just that it, you know, shows how they'll make money off of us like slavery. You know what I mean? They, they'll make money off of us, but they don't want to help us live our best lives. They don't want to. They want to use us to help them live their best lives. And, and that's enough already. So I just want to say that racism is really bigger than just, you know, uh, people running around in, in these sheets. And also, I want to just throw in really quick because I'm losing time, is that, um, by the way, these like murders or suicides, quote unquote, of people, I don't trust it because I know that the Klan during Black History Month, when now with technology, they're like, who do you want to take down? Like, for me, it'll be like, oh, I want to take down this black bitch who rides, you know, through whatever, or who is this, that, and the other. And in fact, you know, God is just too good. Like, we have to stop being willing to aid supremacy, and we have to stop being afraid to speak up because the Jews aren't. The Jews will have you jacked up in a minute if you say anything. Well, we should feel that way because they enslaved us on this freaking, you know, on this water, planet, earth, etc., but not the Jews. It didn't happen here. So we should really be sensitive here in America. All right. I'm going to talk to you about it later. Peace.